Captain's Log number N43-259. In our expedition today, we found records of Hero's journey through the galaxy bound to a destiny only the strong can burden. This is how their story unfolds. Hello and welcome to Celestial Expanse, a real play D&D podcast set in the Celestial Expanse universe. My name is Jason, and I'll be playing everyone's favorite heretic elf, Theron. In this episode, you may experience side effects such as chicanery, tomfoolery, ballyhoo, monkey shines, and if you're lucky, maybe even some skullduggery. But now, I want to introduce some, the Prime Minister of Sinister, the former of Forty Skyward, the numero uno of rolling numero uno, Matthew. How are you, Matthew? Pretty good. You're getting pretty good at making it sound like it's a prescription. I'm trying. I'm working on that. I'm working on that. We have found out about Matthew that he is not going to buy his weed from the corner. No. That's what we've learned tonight. I'm not going to do that shit. Not in the corner. I have nope. standards. Uh-huh. <laughs> ben. Ben playing Rel. How are you, Ben? I'm all right. Ben grows his hydroponically in his closet. Boston playing Juniper. How are you, Boston? Growing weed in the corners. In in the corners or are you buying it from the corners? It's in I grow it in the corner. <laughs> oh. Wow, has it been naughty? Is this going to stay in the corner? <laughs> Clarence playing the kind and generous Martle. Clarence I... has a life. Yeah, I, I have a life. We don't like her for that. Natalia playing Z. How are you, Natalia? I'm all right. How are you, Jason? How was sitting in the dark today? Uh, it wasn't too bad because uh, by the I actually woke up while it was still daylight. So uh, I walked into my living room and was like, it's too quiet in here. And uh, yeah, my power was out. So it's like, yay. Uh, so it wasn't too bad, actually, because I managed to get down to the Starbucks and get it taken care of and everything turned back on before it got dark. I am the very accomplished today. Look at you <laughs> being an adult. Yes, adulting 101. Honorable <laughs> mention. <laughs> you, Matt. Um, and also to answer for uh, why Boston's weed was naughty, because it wasn't dank enough. Oh, you go back in that corner and think about your dankness. Come out so, when you're ready. So, does anybody remember what happened last time? Mm, nothing mm. important. I'm I'm sensing everybody's reading the podcast notes that Clarence wrote. I'm just trying to remember. We got back to the... We finished up. We got back to the hotel. We, we found the thing. We found the thing. There was a video from Master Ryu uh, to uh, Ly Lyra. Lyra. To Lyra. Uh, asking her to complete his mission and apologizing that the sins of the father are passed down to the daughter. Um, and uh, essentially, we got the blueprints for the building that we need to go into, as well as the office location. Uh, for the device, which we have uh, determined is like the antenna, the signal antenna for the catalyst, uh, which is what he has asked us to destroy. Blood force trauma. Thank you, Atlas. Uh, and uh, also in that same office is the location of the All Forge, which is what uh, Amethyst has asked us to retrieve. Um which, after obtaining all that information, Theron and Z talked to the captain, and we've determined that both devices need to be destroyed, or at least taken away from the hands of people who might use them against the galaxy again. Uh, and I think that's where we were. Oh, and the captain, the captain yelled at Theron and uh, Theron and Z, and uh, they both went about time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, he decided to, to give the all forge to Theron because he's the only trustworthy person. Yeah, Z actually, yeah, no. Z, Z proposed an idea to the captain that she believes we should share with the crew. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Oh, oh, and Master Ryu showed up in Diomedes, sorry, in, in Theron's dreams. That's where we left off. Yes, if Theron was dreaming about Ryu. In my dreams. Yes, beautiful. And yes, uh, like last time, uh, I was actually given a request to say a certain way instead of the last time uh, Rhea said it to you by the actual one that voices the character. He asked me to say, great, of all the people take me into the next life, it's you. He gives you a smirk and says, thanks, Big O, show in- showtime in- indeed. For the anime nerds, they're going to love that phrase. Moving on. Old man Dio, I have no clue what the fuck he's talking about. Uh. Anyway, I don't, need, I don't need to know. Yeah, I, b- okay. I believe there's like an uwu that's probably attached to it. Uwu? I can do that. No. <laughs> Fortunately, no. Who has the best uwu? <laughs> uh, do we have? Do we really want to do this? No, no, we don't. We don't. No. Moving on. <laughs> yes, moving on. Yeah, you just see this smirk on this ghostly di. Uh, now that's got me saying diabetes. <laughs> um ghostly uh ryu he looks like he, the last time you saw him like cybernetic legs and everything i've never seen him oh no at the race i did once yeah mm-hmm. and uh he just smirks at you he's like so it's you that has to help me move on no i can go get lilith <laughs> uh i'd rather not have that bitch anywhere near me to to be honest agreed and you interrupted my dreams of her in spandex so what do you need from me uh, when you say this, like, you do know what she really looks like, right? Shh, don't ruin the fantasy, buddy. I know the reality. <laughs> um, he looks around and then sees a chair and just, like, plops it down, sits down while you're still in bed. It's like, I already know what you are. Uh-huh. I know what you are. But before we get that transaction done, mm-hmm. I need some things to say to you and for you to say for me to the crew and my daughter. Do you think you can handle that? My nid won't work in my dream, will it? No. Fuck. I'm going to have to remember this. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. First off, were you able to find my message? Um, in the altar? Been... Yes. Yes. Fought, found, played, and Lyra has heard it. Good. And I'm assuming she's hiring you to do it. I wouldn't say hiring. We're doing it. Anyway... I really need you to take through. I you probably saw it in the schematics that I highlighted the sewer system, right? Right. I don't know what your plans were originally because I have a feeling you're going there anyway. But you really need to take the sewer system. Taking it any other way is a suicide mission. Wait, this is my dream, so I can control this dream, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. So I project on the ceiling the. Because I remember, I remember I said that when I went to bed, I was looking at the schematics. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of burned into your mind now. Yeah. So I project that on the ceiling mentally, and I say, walk me through it. All right. Uh, he, like, kind of points at the highlighted area where he was po- um, highlighting the sewer in the message. Is like, I looked at this building for almost 40, no, is it, it's been a decade, is it, that was after the bender. Almost 80 years. Yeah. And 
it seems like this is the only weak point that Abel has in that building. For some reason, he has that area under low surveillance. I don't think there's anybody even down there, if anyone at all, besides like some rats, you know. But for all, for the love of Onotar, do not even try to go through the front gate because I'm pretty sure that was a thought in your guys' heads, yes? Mm, I don't know about that. We hadn't talked about it yet. Okay, that means that I was able to get my work. Uh, my idea in first. So agreed. So yeah. through the sewers, and I sort of trace through. Because mm-hmm. you think that everything else is impenetrable, or just a bad idea? A really bad idea, because okay. you remember um, those chess piece drones, right? Yeah, I do. Well, I was the one that designed those, and he has like the actual good models there, not just the like mass-produced like cheap knockoffs that he likes to sell to his clients. Right. So I'm pretty sure your first move in there would just to be shot down. So if we do go through the sewers, what do you think? Because if, if it were me, and I realized that I had a fortress that had a weak point structurally, I would supplement that weak point with, you know, forces. Uh, oh, troops. for sure. Sh- I'm sure he has something. Like, for all we know, there might be some sort of bandit um, camp down there. Like, he has to make it look like it's, like, they're probably made to look like uh, folks that have no, like, homeless folks down there or something. Okay. Quote, on, quote me on that. I might be wrong. I'm hoping it's just abandoned down there. All right. I'm going to doubt that, but let's hope. What else? Uh, that's really well, all I have to say. To me. But you to- wanted me to say some things to others. Uh... Tell Mortal and Juniper that they are good kids. In tell them that they're good kids. What else? Tell Lyra I'm sorry that I was never the father that she needed. I'm not sure about that one, boss. I don't know. Like, like the moment she uh, grew over, grew out of her uh, infancy, she started running on her own. Like her music band. Like I was proud of her, but I feel like I wasn't much of a father to her. She seemed to be taking care of me when she was here. Usually it's the case that the best parents think that they're terrible. And remember, it's your job to prepare them for adulthood, not to cheat them as children. Seems like she got a good running start at that. I appreciate that. But I'm not here to make you feel better or blow sunshine up your skirt. No, you're here to take me to where I need to end up. And where would that be? Hopefully in the blacksmith's um, hall of Onatar, if if you can do that. I'm hoping you can, because you are a reaper. Oh, I can take you. I think it depends more on you where you go. Yeah. They might have me answering a few for a few things. <laughs> Anything I can do to help? Nah, I don't think even a good word will help. I did some stupid things when I was a kid. You know, building that big-ass cannon was one of them. Can't believe uh, Abel was dumb enough to sell it to the orcs. But you're not here to be my therapist. Let's just get this moving. Oh. Herbis is hell of a drug. So, why don't you go ahead and turn around, and I stand up out of my bed, fully direct clothed, because I can control that as well. Yeah. And I put my hand on his shoulder, and imagine the wall of my room disappearing, and sort of turning into this uh, open scape of rock that sort of leads over oceans with various bridges on them. Mm-hmm. And I say, Master Ryu, 
close your eyes and I will direct you. All right, it, but no funny business. <laughs> There's nothing funny about death. And I just start pushing him forward slightly, but, you know, just guiding him out with my hand on his shoulder and then just walk to the bridge that he leads to. Yeah, um, he slow. he kind of like has like a stutter step because he wasn't really ready for when you were pushing him, but he's like, then starts like going forward and leading towards a, a certain section of the bridges that you were describing. Roll me perception. Sure. Give me one second. You have I, to had turn... 20... I had roll 20 open. Is it my character open? Ah. Perception. Oh, I'm going to click the wrong button. Yeah, uh, 23. Yeah, you you hear this no problem. Um, When you like hit like the little threshold between your room and this open scape of the bridges mm-hmm. and he crosses it, you watch him go to this one singular bridge and when he his foot just hits the bridge, as soon as he does, you start hearing, he probably doesn't hear it right away because your ears are just so much better than his you start hearing the clanging of metal on metal, almost like somebody's working an anvil. Mm-hmm. And he just keeps going and going, and you actually start seeing him change. Slowly, his his prosthetic legs, like these huge, bulky things he's always had ever since you met him, like, and clearly he's had this for many, many years, just slowly fade away, and they're getting replaced what looks like to be his actual legs before he lost them. And the pants are being changed to what looks like to be rugged, like almost like tanned, like burlap pants. And on top of that, a blacksmith's apron. And he's just walking forward and you see a hammer in one hand and tongs in the other. And he just keeps going forward. And you start hearing voices like yelling hail or something like that. It's like grab a chisel. Like grab some metal or something like that, and it almost sounds like people are welcoming him. He's an old friend they haven't seen in years. And then at his... that point, I'm gonna stop or start to slow down, and I'm just gonna lean forward and say, "Follow the sound of the ring of the anvil." And then I'm going to slowly remove my hand and stop. All right. Uh, he just keeps walking, and eventually he just fades out. And as soon as he starts fading. The threshold that you kind of imagined just slowly disappears and the wall of your room just comes back. Am I awake? Uh, at first, you're not sure. And it just feels like, you know that feeling you get when you're waking up out of a dream and you're not sure if you're awake yet or not? Mm-hmm. You're starting to get that feeling, but you are waking up at this moment. You feel your eyes just slowly getting up. Not getting up, but opening. But you feel something odd. It's in your in one of your hands, uh, whatever your dominant hand is for um, Theron. Mm-hmm. And you, your eyes follow, and you realize you're holding something. And it's a very long, almost like halberd-like item, but instead of an axe head, it has a scythe head to it. Okay. And you realize, since you basically did your first reaping, like... You read this in the book, like that big ass book. Oh, that huge ass manual I got given. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> How to be a reaper. Yeah, basically. Um, and you just realized since you reaped your first soul, you got your first basically. Yes, you had your uh, reaper abilities from 
Nimtar when you first signed up with him, but this right. is like your actual first boon. Okay. And it, it is your Reaper Scythe. Okay. Basically, once per um, long com, once per long rest, you can summon a Reaper Scythe for one minute. Okay. And it has a ten foot reach. Oh wow! And does necrotic damage, and it's based on your dex, and it okay. has two d10 necrotic damage. And so that is kind of like a spiritual weapon in a way. Basically. Okay, cool. So it's not a physical object as much as it is mm-hmm. a summoning summoned object. Yes, and you can summon it as a free action. Okay. So is, he, is he summoning it into his hand, or like it just kind of like floats there and? It's into his hand. Oh, okay. So I, then I, do I have to swing it? Yeah. Okay. So dex based. Oh, I gotta build this thing. Okay. So it's like a um, shadow blade. Yes. Okay. So can I unsummon it right now? Yeah. When you think about it, it just disappears. Okay, I will get up and go find Lyra. Yeah, and uh, when you look, it's like kind of early. It's like 5 a.m. Yeah, I'm aware. Um, but you see, when you leave your room, you see Lyra just like hanging out around the that little fountain that was in the room, in the main hall. It must be strange watching all of us go sleep. I, I mean, I could sleep if I want. If all it really does is just allows the internal battery recharge, but... If I had to, I could stay away for 10 years without a recharge. My longest was five days. I Based? started to kind of lose my mind around day three. Yes, uh, from what I understand of biology, that sounds really bad. It wasn't as good as it could have been. I, do you, do you know what I do? Honestly, Theron, I don't know a lot of what you all do. Um, I've only met most of the group maybe once or twice. And you, maybe once. I just know, for some reason, my father trusted you. You know who Nimtar is. Um, you see her stop, and if you look closely, you see her eyes kind of, like, rapidly changing color. Like, mm-hmm. almost like she's doing, like, a read of her database. And it's like, mm-hmm. he's the, the god of the dead, isn't he? He is. He requires those around him or in his employ to guide people to the afterlife. Hmm. Honestly, I don't put much stock in deities and religion and all that. Like, I understand my dad has a religion, and he said it was up to me whether or not to follow one of my own, but if I did have a religion, it was in mathematics and in science, I suppose. I'm not sure if it's all real either, but I do know that your father just came and spoke to me. She looks at you fo- uh, like she's really focusing on you. He's like, what? Yeah, it's weird. Uh, we walk together. I think he's where he needed to go now. But he wanted me to pass along some information to you. Like like what? Well, remember when you were doing all your rock band stuff and you were out on your own, basically really at a young age? Yeah, like Long. I still do it. But what does that have to do well, with anything? Why? Why did you do that? I guess to find my own voice, as it were. Was it to escape Master Ryu? Mm, not really. Like, he kind of was very, I wouldn't say clingy, but he was very, what's the word, helicopter parent? Mm-hmm. He, want, he wanted to make sure I was healthy and safe and all that, which, don't get me wrong, I appreciate it, but after six months 
an android tends to be an, an adult after the first month. Worried about not being a good enough father. Well, that's kind of silly. He, he was like the best dad somebody could ever ask for. He made sure that I was happy and all. I was like, don't get me wrong. Yes, he hovered over me a lot, but I was always happy. He, he was a great dad. I've found that the really shitty dads concern themselves very little with how good of a father they are. That makes sense. But I just wanted to let you know that he passed along his love and to tell you that he hoped he was a good enough father. You see her uh, just like look down at the the fish and just kind of like like she did the first time when Z saw him. She just kind of let them like when she has her hand in the water, kind of like nip at him because she doesn't really feel anything through them. Mm-hmm. And it's like he was the best. You were indeed lucky. But that's all I have. Do you have any questions for me? No, but I will say, though, I probably will be going with you on this mission. How smart do you think that is? Probably <laughs> not a lot, but I think I'm allowed to make one dumb decision every at least one lifetime. I know if how to fight, if that's what you're if, worried about. If your dumb decision jeopardizes my crew, I will have to remove you. You know that, right? I understand. Good. I would tell you to sleep well, but... Uh, Don't really need it. Exactly. I'll see you in the morning. Isn't it technically morning? Eh, not for the rest. I probably should sleep a little longer, too. Benefits of a long rest and all that. Right. In the morning, I turn around and head back to my room. Um, You hear her say, have a good rest. And, and that's it. Yeah, I know, but I didn't need to tell her that. I wanted to end the conversation, Rel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm an elf, and I only need four hours. I've been long since done. I like to sleep in, okay? Who doesn't? <laughs> exactly. All right, uh, so it's like nine in the morning when everybody else um, is waking up. Uh, if anybody has any special uh, morning rituals, like getting cleaned up and all that, you do that. No- nobody interrupts you for that. and. You How all... much damage does the scythe do? I'm sorry. Uh, 2d10. 2d10 plus uh, dex, right? Correct. You said, you said it's a finesse weapon? Yes. I can get sneak attack. Let's see if it works. All right. Sorry, I'm holding this up. Oh, good. And I can use it how often? Uh, for one minute. Um, and you have to do a long rest before you can use it again. Got it. Perfect. All right. Got it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, y'all wake up, uh, you hear the door, not the door, but the elevator ding, and it's um, Jeeves, or one of them, comes in with uh, one of those carts, and he's like, breakfast is served, and he kind of, like, pushes it into the middle of the room so everybody can reach it, no problem. Okay. And he lifts it up, and it has, like, glorious amounts of, like, scrambled eggs, you see pancakes galore, you see... Like with huge pads of butter melting on that. Same thing on the other side with waffles. You see fresh fruit here and there. Um, big old um, pitcher of orange juice, milk. Basically, what you think is a perfect breakfast is going to be on here. Any um, anything else, or is there any special requests um, for the chef in the building? No, I'm good. Thank you. Very good. Uh, if you need anything else, just call the concierge and they'll have me come up. Everybody's awake now. Yes. Um. And they uh, see all this uh, glorious breakfast. Um, Go ahead. ahead. Okay. Um, 
Z would have waited for the concierge to leave and then walked up to Theron. And uh, Z had also been studying the schematics before she went to bed. Um, and she's she's going to go up to Theron and kind of just groggily be like, um, you wasted all your good rolls there, bud. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I did. <laughs> trying to make this thing work, though. I'm trying to make it work so I can actually use it during this combat. <laughs> all right, got it. Um, and she's going to go, so I was looking at these last night and I was thinking, um, it looks like maybe our best bet would be to go through the sewers. And, uh, she's got the little NID schematic pulled up and she's pointing at an area. Um, well, it's funny that you mentioned that because Master Ryu told me the same last night. All right, what? Oh, oh right. That, yeah, you got that yeah. weird yeah, thing. I, I, I was working. So, here and I just point out the same thing that Master Ryo told me, and and he says he doesn't know what's down here, and I just fill in the group on what Master Ryo instructed me. Okay, yeah, um, you uh, look at the schematics and that points to exactly what Ryo says. Anybody have anything they want to talk about or? Um, so that lines up. Cool. Uh, then from there we gotta go up here, and uh, she turns to Martel if Martel is there. Um, and goes, Captain, would you like to fill in the rest of the crew on what we discussed? Yes, but before I do, and Martel turns to look at Rel and Juniper, Theron Z and I have a plan regarding the Allforge. However, there is something to say for plausible deniability if Amethyst attempts to be a dick. So, it's up to you. Would you like for us to tell you or would you like for it to stay a secret? I mean, I feel like, I feel <laughs> oh, like we've been... I thought we were putting this whole talk behind people's back thing behind. Yes, which is why I'm giving you the option of do you want to know or would you rather have plausible deniability? I mean, mm. I would think I would like to know the plan. Yeah, I'd rather know the plan in case, you know, so I don't screw up the plan because I don't know the plan. Understood. Right. Uh, actually, real quick, before Martel starts talking, uh, I am going to do Divine Sense to see if there is anything nearby, specifically any certain dick nearby. <laughs> uh, can you, uh, can you, uh, post the, the, the ability for me real quick? I need to see what exactly it says. Yeah. You know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet of you that is not behind total cover. Well, I guess uh, being in a room wouldn't really do anything for that. No, you don't sense anything. It just feels like a completely normal room to you. Okay. Um, so after doing that, Martel will just kind of lean closer to the two, just kind of lower her voice a little bit. So the plan is for... Z to be the one to take the Allforge, and for Z to go elsewhere. Um, because of her race, Z is able to be forgotten for short periods of time, as well as just move quietly and stealthily. So we agreed that it is best for her to take it and then go elsewhere. I have not asked her where she is planning on going. I have no intention to. Once again, plausible deniability. That way, also, I can't set Amethyst on her trail. If you all want to ask her, 
where she's going, feel free by all means. I'm just, yeah. So that is the extent of the plan, is Z takes it and Z runs. Okay, so we're, we're not going to give it to Amethyst and... No, okay. absolutely not. So I guess that means we don't get the wish from her either then. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh well. I'm sorry. And then Rel shoves a pancake into his mouth. And it's the most glorious pancake you ever had. It's the fluffiest thing, um, the fluffiest pancake you ever had. Best maple syrup, best butter. It's everything. That's it's just perfect. Bacon cake. Loan forgiveness shifts into the back of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> his debt will not be relieved. It will. It's the the loan forgiveness plan is not affecting him. He will eat his debt in pancakes. <laughs> That's a lot of pancakes. A lot of heat for you to take on, Z. Um, Z, uh, uh, Z actually kind of spits out her orange juice a little bit when you say that. And uh, looks at you awkwardly and kind of smiles and shrugs and doesn't say anything else. Um, to be clear, you're cool with that. Because the ramifications could be eternal. Well, I'm, uh, uh, yep. And she turns around and she, uh, I think walks off a few steps and turns back around and says, uh, uh, don't worry, we got this. And does like a fist pump thing and cheers her orange juice and goes and sits at the table. We got this until you got this. She's not going to get distracted and... She sighs and goes, she sighs and goes, guys, look, we know what the plan is up to this point. If we discuss it any further, there's more risk of uh, it not going anywhere nearly as well as I see it in my head. And that's all I have to say. Also, uh, you, uh, I know you probably will, but uh, Atlas, it would probably be a handy tool to have with us. Uh, I do think that he'll need to scan the Allforge so we can obtain some more information. You know what would be cool? If we had the real device this time, that would be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe Atlas can scan it and figure it out if it's actually the thing we want. The fake one? Yeah. Oh, wait, what are we going to do after that? Because that was, wasn't the rest of the plan. Didn't we need it for the rest of the plan? Or the rest of the plan. I mean, there's also the uh, the antenna signal. Yeah, that was the other thing, Captain, that we had talked about. The device that uh, Master Ryu is asking us to destroy, I discussed with Atlas and Juniper, and that is, we believe, the antenna for the catalyst and should be destructible with just blunt force trauma. And I am very good at that. <laughs> what do you mean, Rel? I don't think we need the Allforge beyond getting it for someone. Well, yeah, but we needed to get it so that, didn't we need it so that we could kill the guy? The CEO guy, you mean? Yeah. I'm not sure how this device is supposed to do that, but I don't think that getting it near that guy is going to be a good idea either. Well, no, like, because before... We were supposed to craft something to kill him, wasn't it? Yes, we were. But we can do that and then destroy it, right? Well, I've got this thing, uh, and uh, she goes, oh, right, it's in my room. But I've got that one thing that the other one crafted. That might be good enough. 
I'm afraid we need to speak in more specifics because right now what we've got is we need to kill the one guy and we have the one thing to kill the one guy. She's talking uh, about the Death's Cradle. Yeah, oh, the Death's, Death's cradle, cradle thing. Also, you just got a Reaper thing, just saying. Yeah, but I'm not thinking it's to kill... What's his name? What the hell is his name? This is t- oh, killing well, me. CEO no, of Abaddon Systems. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, um, Theron, you um, remember... Ryu kept calling him Abel. Abel, right? Okay. So that's, that's gonna be Master, my one nice thing for the season for the second. Yeah, thank, you're welcome. Or I'm well. Thank you. Uh, I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. So Master Ryu kept calling him Abel. Yeah, I noticed that he mentioned that name in the recording as well. The hell does that mean? Oh, I mean, well, it's probably his first name, unless it's his last name. In our any of our histories, have we heard this name before? Right. Is there a cane that goes along with it, like in any of our religious backgrounds? <laughs> uh, you can give me a history check if you want. That's probably pretty sad on my part. All of us? <laughs> yeah. Six or a one. Who? I didn't Ooh. pay attention or to that. Or a 13 from Z. Hold on, let me, let me make it. Rel's got this, you guys. Oh, yeah. Negative what? One intelligence? Oh! Negative 19. two. Thank you very much. <laughs> hey, I also got a 19, but it's a nat 20. Oh. <laughs> I got a 14. Okay, so... Marla paid attention in class one day. And, uh, this, is, <laughs> this is what they talked about. All right, so Juniper and Martle, you know right away, Abel is in reference to the actual name for the CEO. He is known... Uh, one moment, please, because I'm actually going to use a name suggestion here. Uh-oh. Sail the planes. Um, known as uh, Abel Lithisis. L-Y-T-H-I-S. Give you um, time to write that down if you need it. No, we'll just call him that one guy ten seconds after, <laughs> so don't worry. <laughs> that one dude. That one dude. The, uh, that, that one CEO dude. <laughs> However, Martle, with that crit... You do do remember that he wasn't like the first CEO because that'd be way too old because Abaddon Systems is several millennial, like most companies. And you do know there was actually and his father was a CEO. So it was almost like a pass down um, the generations kind of thing. And his name was Kane. There's the cane. Of course it was. Damn it, Ben. There it is. I was trying to think of one, too. Thank you, Ben. (laughs) I was wondering, I just put in chat, how will we be able to kill the CEO? Um, But, Marl, we're going to hit him with a cane. Wow. (laughs) Yes! I think you just gave Nat uh, new life with those puns. You did. Raising cane. Anyway, um, Marnell, not only do you remember that, you remember because this was like for some reason in a history class that you took, there was an article that Kane was missing. And it wasn't that Abel, it was passed down to him. He just, he was kind of like, he's been gone for decades. It's probably my time to take over and all that. And he's just like, he's been the CEO ever since. And people always assumed that. Maybe Kane disappeared like at some sort of like business trip or he was kidnapped and they might have paid some sort of a ransom, but they never got him back. It's always been a real mystery. Maybe Abel killed him. 
I able think, to? I think it's a fair assumption. Okay, so we got this CEO named Abel, who is probably very old and is using... Hey, isn't he using this technology, the Allforge technology to age himself younger? Does that yeah, wear out? May, oh, it's maybe it's reversible. I don't know. Maybe if he doesn't have the All Forge, then he'll die of natural means because he doesn't have the technology to keep aging himself back. I would be willing to bet that's not how it works. That I mean, doesn't seem. Yeah, he'd probably the still to... take another. Wait, is he? He's a human, so he'd take another like. Wait, how old long do humans live? Seventy-two years on average. Okay, so it'd take him another seventy-two years to die. But also remember, CE is not exactly average when it comes to lifespans. Right, but I just mean like, even if he couldn't de-age himself again, then he already de-aged himself, so he'd still get to live another 72 years before he died of natural causes. I just think Bartle wants the answer to be more blood force trauma. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I mean, want, no, but I think that'll be, well, for one, the fastest way to get the resolution that we want, which is, you know, his death. Right. Uh, do oh, we, do we, sorry. Go ahead, bro. Wait, the Mercantile Senate doesn't like him, right? So they have, like, a bounty on his head? Ooh. Will that pay off my debt? <laughs> hey, there we go! <laughs> um, How much is it? Give me a um, history check, Rel. Seven. You just know that Abaddon's system's was part of the mercantile senate but that's about it we didn't we weren't told how to end this guy's life with the uh all fours we were just told that we could so i'm wagering we will figure that out when we get there also there is the possibility that he be captured and without the technology at his side it would be easier to figure out a plan and have more time to do so versus just planning on killing him from the get-go, if it's not possible. But how are we going to capture him if we can't even kill him? Unconsciousness doesn't mean death, Rel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it's not that much easier to knock someone unconscious than kill them. I mean, sometimes it's harder. Being between True. the group of us, we have some pretty good weapons. I think also that we don't have the answer, and we have nowhere to go to get the answer other than to get the Allforge, correct? Yes. So, let's go get the All Forge. Are we telling Amethyst where we're going, or are we just leaving? Um, the moment you say that, Juniper, you hear another ding um, from the elevator. And you think it's just uh, one of the Jeeves, like, going to ask you if you need breakfast, but no. You see Amethyst in his cocky attitude, in his, what looks like to be an Inquisitor jacket, but slightly modified in his duelist sword. It's just like, good, you're still here. How wonderful. So, so kind of looks over to him. We have breakfast. You like, think oh, I would eat with you all? I mean, yeah. He's too boring for pancakes anyways. Bacon, bacon, pancakes. Take some bacon, put them in the pancake. Have you ever had bacon pancakes, Amethyst? <laughs> I have the best chefs on the planet cook for me. I, I wasn't doing it. I wasn't doing a drip check, bro. I was just asking if you had bacon pancakes. Yes, Juniper. and I find oh. them wanting. Oh. Juniper kind of mocks him with this cocky attitude. Like, you know how children go, me, 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 me. So, like, <laughs> poke, 
Bump trying to do his behind his back. Yeah. And then stops as soon as he looks. Yeah, exactly yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> and like stares like a cat getting caught doing something stupid. Like what? Hmm. What? I didn't do <laughs> what? what? Well, we were actually just getting ready to leave. You know what they say about a good breakfast. Probably would help, but we do have to talk about the plan. Oh, we already had a plan. Yes, uh, we did talk about you were going to use the uh, the vehicle I procured for us all, yes? Uh, well, what was your plan for us to do with the vehicle? I was going to have us all disguised as maintenance workers for the for the building, because we had an order of... Now the DM is trying to remember all this. Yes, we had uh, several fail, failed um, units of pawns, and we were there to repair them, as it were. And I was going to be your getaway driver because they would recognize me right away as soon as I get there. So me being outside the building would be for the best. We may still need a getaway driver, but new plan. How so? Go in through the sewers. He brings up the schematics and he's like, well, there doesn't really show anything about the sewers being connected to the building unless you found something I didn't. I didn't find it, but I figured it out. Uh, we... roll, roll me deception. Okay. This is going to go great, guys. Wait. I had something that I wanted to add on to what Theron was saying. Okay. I Thank don't know you. if that'll... Let me hear it first. Okay. Um, Marv just kind of looks at Amethyst. There's a paladin and someone who works for a death god. We have ways of finding things out. I'll let you have a vanish um, with that deception now, um, Theron. 20! Oh, it was a good thing um, that you got that advantage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he looks at you like, very well. But you will keep your nids open so I can keep in contact with you. Okay. I put my thumb up. And that's when you hear everybody else hears Lyra say, and I'm coming too. What? I they're mean, of course. They're responsible for her father's death. Let her come. That's, yeah, I second what Captain said. Does she even know how to fight? Does she even have weapons? She just looks like a little um, android girl. Amethyst, let me rephrase. If you want our help, she's coming. He just gives you, like, this look of, like, disdain and, like, almost looks like anger's about to boil over. And he just, like, closes his eyes. Pinches the bridges of his nose, the bridge of his nose, and takes a deep breath. Is like, fine, but if she screws this up, nothing in this galaxy will stop me from destroying her. I'm your fussy head. I can teleport her away if she isn't okay. He just looks at you all and is like, fine. He then like actually had a suitcase with him, and finally like puts it on the table and opens it. He's like, be sure to put these on. We need you to look like maintenance workers somehow. And when you look, they're all like these gray uniforms that have the Abaddon system symbol on there. He didn't put tracking in these, did he? Uh, do a computer check. Like, maybe you can scan for them. I don't trust this man. 25. Um, let's see if he, if he would. Nope, they look clean. All right. They look old, but they're clean. Like, there's nothing, like, there's no bugs on it or both technological and biological grab um one of them and i say woo cosplay and i start to put them on 
I'll be at the I'll be at the truck. When you're ready, just climb in the back. And he turns around and enters the elevator and leaves. And you see Lyra just kind of like her arms are crossed and looks at the elevator door. He's like, he's a very rude person. Oh, he's a dick. He knows it. That's why we're not gonna. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, he did give me a couple of thoughts, though. Um, and she runs back up to the party and she goes, Juniper, our nids, if he wants them to be open, do you think that there would be a way to hack the feed once we get a certain way in so that we can make it seem like he's still tracking where we are, but we, he actually isn't? Probably. Most likely. Yes. Awesome. Also, thank you for reminding me. Um, we might need you to save that teleportation circle to get me on the Jormungandr once we have the device. Well, we just gotta be precise, because I can only do it about two times. What should be enough? And she does a thumbs up and goes back to breakfast. I will admit that I am worried that we won't be able to actually deal with Abel without it. Or without something that it could make. Captain. You've made it this far. I am not saying give it away. I am saying maybe between Martel points at Juniper and then, gosh, how would she sign this? (laughs) Martel would like point at Juniper, then hesitate, and you can just see the wheels in her head spinning. And then she just kind of does like a vague shrug. Um picks up a tablet and, like, acts like it's flying in hopes of signing, um, for Atlas. Maybe between the two of them, we'll be able to figure out how it works. I'm just saying there's no harm in trying the uh, traditional way first. True. For all we know, he said that we needed the device to ensure that we didn't destroy it. Also, a possibility. Right now, I am okay with no deviation from the plan, although... I would like for that to be something that is in everyone's mind in case we need to adapt on the fly. Absolutely. Taking your lead, Cap. Right. We should probably change, then. Unless anyone else has anything. Um, that's... When you say that, you see Lyra's like, the nerve of that guy. Who says I don't have weapons? And then you see her, like, turn one of her arms into what looks like the, to be, like, a huge boar cannon. It looks to be even bigger than any of the barrels on your machine gun, Martel. Going full cyberpunk mode. That's great and everything, but how are you going to look like something janitorial? Oh, that's and you see what looks like to be an integrated nid on her forearm. Press a few buttons, and all of a sudden, um, what looks like to be a hologram is synthesizes a janitor uniform onto her, and it looks completely solid. That was very good at making things. That he was. All right. Let's get changed and let's actually move. And that's where we're ending the episode tonight, folks. What? Oh, please. <laughs> Marker. Well, that's it for this week's adventures in Celestial Expanse. Until next time, you can support CE on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Celestial Expanse. And you can find us on Instagram at C Expanse Podcast or on Facebook at Celestial Expanse Podcast. Also, you, the listener, can help us by giving us a like on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. We also have a Discord server, which can be found in the show notes. You can find me on Instagram at Diomedes underscore industries. Matt, any news? Where can the people find you? 
nothing new, but if you want to talk about the podcast, uh, please use the Celestial Cast hashtag uh, where we can get name suggestions. Like with uh, when we found out about the CEO's last name being Lithus, that was thanks to Sail the Planes. So use that hashtag when you want to talk about us. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, just use RP underscore G Gamer. Natalia, any news from the art department and where can the people find you? No news from the art department today. Uh, we got some projects that are going right now, so that's exciting. Thank you guys for that. Uh, but otherwise, you can follow me on Twitter at Indie Portfolios. That's the letter N and the letter D. Ben? You can follow me on Twitter at The Void Man. The O is a zero. Boston? You can follow me at Head Grotto, capital H, capital G. The O's are zeros. Clarence? I'm at Werewolf, W-A-E-R-W-O-L-V. And remember, everyone, in space, no one can hear you scream. Ah. Ah, wow, 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 wow.